Hey everyone, welcome back to another recap podcast from SNX Weave, where we give quick weekly recaps of news and important updates from the previous week from the Spartan Council and core contributors, as well as discuss what the Grants Council and ambassadors are up to, so let's get started. First off, some election-related news. With just 10 days left in this epic, voting for all of the councils has kicked off. Be sure to tune in this Thursday at 8pm UTC in the governance stage for SNX Weave's live Spartan Council panel where we discuss hard-hitting topics with this epic's candidates. And of course, with the end of the epic starting to wrap up, so is V2X. The Dean Bowler release has gone out, implementing SIP243 to deprecate SDFi. Next up will be the Algol release, which should include the majority of the remaining V2X SIPs. Among these last few SIPs will be one to fix liquidatable escrow, meaning escrowed SNX will also be available for liquidation. So if a user has crossed the liquidation threshold and doesn't have enough transferable SNX to cover the liquidation, escrowed SNX will also be liquidated. Once it is liquidated and redistributed via the liquidation mechanism, the 12-month lockup period will start over. Kane said while this is something that will be handled natively in V3, we don't really have the luxury of waiting for that on this issue. And speaking of V3, the V3GM election module appears to be functioning well. Voting is happening fully on-chain rather than with snapshot. Because of this, each vote requires a transaction on optimism. Ale actually presented the V3GM SIP again last week because it only got 7 votes the first time it was voted on, and requires all 8 votes since it's a meta-governance SIP. During this second presentation, Daniel brought up the possibility of optimizing all four votes into a single transaction to reduce the cost to users. All I said this is definitely something that could be implemented for the next epic, because it would require delaying the election if it were to be implemented for this epic. The requirement to vote in order to claim is also being waived this epic, but may return in the future. This change was made to the SIP and it was voted on and approved with all 8 votes this time, so don't forget to cast your ballots for each of the councils before the last day of the month. During their meeting last week, the Spartan Council also discussed inflation. Calavera asked if there's any plan to bring it down, but Kane said he is opposed to overreacting with any change that would affect staking right now. He believes the focus should be on reducing instability. There was then some discussion about the possibility of diverting inflation to trading incentives, and Kane said he's already started drafting a SIP for this. The consensus, however, was to push the decision to the next council. In Grant's council updates, the team has reviewed some of the lore for the NFT project and is providing feedback. They have also overseen some updates to the Dune Analytics section of the tool site and are constantly searching for additional resources to add to the site. A lot has been updated since its original launch, so be sure to check out the site and make use of its convenient and user-friendly format. The stats page is also coming along nicely, and the dev has done a lot of work to get the data in and should be able to start focusing on UI now. And speaking of UI, the council is also on top of the wrapper UI project. They currently have two developers working on this, and the best one will be implemented, pending CC review. In Ambassador Council news, the team discussed the Uniswap incentive proposal, which Leo is working on. There was a minor issue on testnet, so it had to be redeployed. It should, however, be live by the end of the month, with the major hurdle being just getting all of the uni delegated to push it through. They are also seeking delegations from Euler Finance, which is a permissionless lending protocol, and plan to have them on for a Spartan space next week. 
And speaking of Spartan spaces, the Ambassadors hosted another successful one last week, this time with Uniswap v3 experts David and Gil. David is a developer who has worked on several projects associated with Uniswap around incentivization and thinks Uniswap v3 is a really amazing piece of software. Gil is a professor at Cornell University with a background in applied physics and has been intrigued by Uniswap v3 since its launch last year. Together, David and Gil collaborated on a modification to the original Uniswap v3 contract and have really in-depth knowledge of what it can do. They discuss some notable improvements from v2 to v3, such as easier automated swapping, higher capital efficiency, and user-specified liquidity ranges. Millie asked the guests how they came up with the new Uni v3 incentive contract, which was Lido's proposal. They said the proposal only included very liquid assets, and the objective was to bring liquidity to other L2s, essentially paying users for behavior that is good for the ecosystem. It also introduced a minimum tick width, which is the unit used to measure the range of liquidity you can provide. Another improvement brought by this proposal was gas and fee optimization for L2s. When asked what strategies are effective for being a liquidity provider, Gil said it helps him to think of it as options trading and draws inspiration from the options trading world for potential strategies. He said the first decision has to be how long you want to hold the position for. For instance, if you set your range to 7%, you will likely have to rebalance daily, whereas if you set it to 40%, you might be able to wait a month between rebalancing. Millie also asked the guests what the best way to remain delta neutral is when it comes to your Uniswap LP position. They said it all can be done on chain and is especially easy now with lending protocols like Aave, Compound, etc. Most of the time, however, providing liquidity is inherently a delta positive strategy because in order to achieve long-term profitability, the token you're providing liquidity for needs to appreciate faster than ETH. Lastly, the ambassadors asked how do you respond to criticism from large market makers on centralized exchanges that AMMs are not the most efficient pricing tools. David and Gil responded simply, democratize liquidity providing. Essentially, anyone can provide liquidity. They added that uni volume already sometimes exceeds centralized exchange volume since new markets can be added permissionlessly. It was overall a very interesting and informative call, so be sure to check out the recording if you missed it. And that's it for today's updates. Be sure to check out our weekly recap blog post, share this podcast link, and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about from SNX Weave. Thanks for listening.